Hey guys, I'm Alora Rochelle, and you're listening to the Align with Alora podcast. This podcast is about motivation and finding your purpose for all you thriving creatives out there. Because I strongly believe you don't have to constantly hustle to grow and pursue your wildest dreams. So each week, we're going to be having conversations about things that matter most like motherhood, our faith, photography, business, and just plain real life. I want to share all the mistakes that I've made because I want you to know that I've been there before and you can totally grow and pursue your wildest dreams. I'm so glad you're here with me today, friend. Here's today's episode. Okay, so as we're getting closer to April, I think it's about time that I talk about the topic that the workshop will be dealing with. We are going to be talking about marketing and branding yourself effectively as a photographer, as a wedding photographer, as a creative entrepreneur, as a business. These practices have actually worked for all different types of industries. I have mentored different types of industries and it has given people results. Um, so if you want to sign up to be on the waitlist, guys, you ready for that branding makeover you need to just skyrocket yourself into the business, then this is the workshop for you. Basically, everything that I'm going to be teaching you is the step-by-step system that I implemented to market my business to where it is now. So I'm telling you, it really does work. I'm not blowing hot air. We are going to be having tangible takeaways. We are going to be having worksheets. It's going to be great. It's going to be like school, but like fun, like I'm a cool teacher, I feel. <laughs> anyway, um, if you want to join the workshop, please sign up for the wait list. And I cannot wait to see you live and in person. It's going to be an amazing event. My first one ever. And I honestly just cannot wait to see your guys' results. I want you to grow your business. I want you to have clients, your dream clients at that. So we will be talking deeper about those things in the workshop. Sign up for the wait list again, and I will see you guys right Okay, today's podcast review is brought to you by VKGB. I I can't I can't even pronounce this as a word. But thank you so much. They say down to earth and honest. Not only is Alora an incredible photographer, but she's an ambitious educator with a heart of gold. This podcast is for an entrepreneur at any level who's seeking raw and honest conversation. I was lucky enough to win a mentorship with her in just one hour. I walked away with a brand new outlook on upleveling my business. She explored new ideas with me and pushed me to think outside of the traditional business box. I honestly cannot say enough nice things about Allura and her podcast. Well, girl, thank you so much. I wish I knew what your name was and I can't sell out your username, but it means the most to me. If you want your review read on the show, feel free to put a five-star review and I will be doing a happy dance because they're super fun and you guys are so nice. Seriously, so, so nice. So today's republished episode is going to be about changing your mindset as a photographer in the industry and a different view on how to view your competition. Um, I posted this episode and actually had the most listens for a while. So I know it's definitely something we need more of. And honestly, I truly believe in community over competition. So I don't really see anyone as my competition so much as they are just a person with a business supposedly similar to mine. (laughs) Okay, so... I hope this episode is useful to me and I hope you guys like these rebroadcasts. I'm not doing too much more after this. I think I've maxed out my limit that you guys would even accept to listen to these. But if you guys are new, I'm sure you do appreciate them. So without further ado, let's get on into the episode about mindset and competition. guys and welcome back to the show um excuse my voice i think i'm fighting a cold here after the seventh weather change here 
um, my voice was like, mm, I don't think so anymore. So we're just going to roll with it and see where we go from here. Um, today I wanted to talk about a topic that I get um, a lot besides the one that is, how did you get started in the wedding industry? And let me tell you, that episode is coming. I just don't have the energy to talk for an hour because I think that's going to be an hour long, like 17 parts an hour long. So stay tuned for that. But today I want to talk about changing your mindset um, to set yourself apart from the competition. So in the beginning, this is for all the new entrepreneurs, photographers. This will be mostly photographer related, but you can apply to anything in your business. Um, I started photography when I was very young. So I started when I was, oh man, so college. I think I was 20. I didn't start charging for it though until I was like around 21, almost 22. And even then I was kind of playing with it because I kind of didn't know this was like a whole niche industry. So I did a lot of research, a lot of research, because when you're starting from the beginning, you, you struggle with imposter syndrome. You struggle that people are going to find out you have no idea what you're doing, right? Biggest fear, biggest fear in the whole world. But you know what? It's going to be okay because I'm going to walk you through the process that I taught myself to make it. So I want to say, what sets you apart from your competition? Well, you. By you simply being you sets you apart, okay? What are the key things that, what talents do you possess? Um, and I think everybody is capable of filling this out. So if you have a piece of paper, uh, take out a piece of paper and just write these things down. This is, I'm the type of person, I have to take a scrap piece of paper. It doesn't help on the computer because I'm just really old school. I just take out a scrap piece of paper and I write down three things that make me, me. I am a very no-nonsense person. I am an extrovert. Well, I'm kind of an ambivert now, but I think it's because I'm getting older. Um, I really like to sit back. I used to really like to throw prompts at people 24-7, but now I kind of like to sit back and feel for my clients. And I think that's what makes me different because some photographers like to control everything and I'm actually very hands-off. So I don't attract very type A brides because they're like, tell me what to do. And I'm like, well, what do you want to do? And they're like, well, I want to do what you're going to make me do. And I'm like, that's not going to work. <laughs> um, so those things, like think about things that set you apart as a business owner, as a photographer. What are things that you, what what special skills do you possess that you can bring to the table? Um, so self-confidence is key, guys. If you don't believe in you, they're not going to believe in you either. When I first started, um, I was pretty insecure. I mean, in your early 20s, like you don't know who you are. You're still wearing like your leftover clothes from high school. Or maybe that was just me because I was in college wearing hoodies every day. Um, but I was a broke college kid. You can't blame me, right? And um, I just, I did a lot of research. It was before, I think Pinterest just got launched, but it was a little bit before then. So I'm like researching on Google how to post clients, how to make clients comfortable. You know, all those all those amazing, beautiful things that we all don't want to ask somebody, but we'd rather Google it that it makes us feel better about ourselves. <laughs> oh, we're millennials. What can we say? So I did my research and I over-extroverted myself. If that's like a saying, if that's a term, if that's a word, I over-extroverted myself. So people didn't really have time to ask me questions because I did not stop talking. Like, I was like, okay, can you guys do this, do this, do this, do this? But it's because I literally spent the night before like reading paragraphs on like potential poses or like reading, not even reading, but like studying photos to see how they got into that particular pose. 
And even then, just educating them beforehand is such a huge thing. So, like, let's just talk about engagement session. Um, engagement session, if they get there, it's awkward, okay? You're trying to figure out how to make them comfortable, and they're already just like, ugh, I feel weird. I'm awkward. I don't know what to do. I hope she's going to help us look good. And they usually say this out loud, but sometimes if they're introverts, they won't. They'll just be, like, looking at the side eye like, okay. So what do we do? Nervous fake laugh. ha, <laughs> ha. Um, so I studied one major thing is expectations, set expectations for your clients. So like for an engagement session or even for a client meeting, I will tell them these are the services that I'm going to provide. I will do this. I will do this. But if you want this, this is not what I do, you know, um, setting expectations. So then in the later, like in the long run, they won't be like, oh, I'm just really, you know let down that she did or didn't do this like you already set expectations in the beginning so you don't have to worry about overexerting yourself in a million categories just to keep your clients happy let them know your style let them know what you want to bring to the table and let them know what doesn't excite you you know and in the beginning i don't know if they still do this anymore maybe that was like back in the late 2000 was this 2010 i don't know in 2010 a lot of brides were kind of like well i want a picture like my best friend that got taken here, 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 and here. Are you going to do that? I usually start off and say, hey, if you didn't see my site, like I do not replicate like a Pinterest board. I'm so sorry, but I my photography style is I want to tell your story by showing you your story. And I don't want to just like copy like 500 poses just so that you can, your pictures can be better than your best friend's pictures. That's not my style. That's just not who I am as a person. I'm sorry, you know, and if it doesn't go well and they don't book me, like I save myself a headache later on. Or they just found the photographer that is dying to do that for them. And I mentioned that in my client meeting podcast episode as well. Check that out if you haven't already, but setting expectations already helps them ahead of time. Okay, I am like talking in like a circle. So let me get back to changing your mindset. Um, so changing your mindset is like, it's like, it's almost like you have to pump yourself up, right? So I don't know how anybody else learns, but for me, I do a lot of research and sometimes like even on your phone, like if you have, like, this is a secret I even do on weddings. I screenshot the timeline and I put it on my lock screen so that I can just look at it for a second and be like, all right, guys, this is what we're going to do. I even do that for family pictures because it's better than like carrying out a piece of paper that gets rained on. You're like, oh my gosh, what does this say? Or, you know, you're shuffling. Like I've lost so many timelines that were printed on paper and I'm like, okay guys, do you know your relatives? Because I lost the timeline. They're like, ah. So for me, knowing who I am, I always have a dress, a black dress that has pockets so I can keep my phone in there so I can be aware of the timeline and the family list. Same thing goes for even poses. If you're just stuck and you have like a list of 20 poses that you've researched, like put it on your lock screen, blink at it every once in a while while you guys are walking to your next location. Give yourself five minutes to like check that out for a minute. So there's a tip. I squeeze it in there. Um, another thing, try A-B testing. I don't really know if this is like a thing. I just see this a lot. So I'm just going to say A-B testing. So what works on what types of people? Um, here's the thing. There are some prompts. There are some poses. There are even some ways of talking to certain people that don't work with other people because everyone is different. Now, I'm not saying you have to tailor your business to what your client, like every individual client needs, but at the same time, I kind of am. So like, let's just say, let's just talk about engagements again. Um, there are some poses that I don't even feel comfortable asking some couples to do. 
Like, there are some prompts that are super fun, but the client is, like, an introvert, and they're like, I'm not spinning her around. Like, what? Like, you know? So getting them to, like, warm up ahead of time, all the things that are good. Like, see what prompts and poses that you're comfortable asking them and that they're actually comfortable doing. So do A-B testing. Try some poses and then see what they are and aren't and aren't comfortable doing and then, like, have a backup list. And, like, if this helps at all, introverts and extroverts do not like to do the same things. Like, usually they don't. Extroverts are down for anything. They are down to clown. Introverts usually like those sweet, intimate poses. Um, So those are just some things to keep in mind. All right, so your ideal client. Let's talk about that. Um, You will attract them with time, okay? So don't rush this process. Don't worry, like, oh, my gosh. If if you've only been in business for a year... (laughs) Oh, news for you. It gets better, okay? They say, like, what? Your peak isn't until the fourth year of business. So you kind of have to, like, put yourself out there enough. And you have enough time to do trial and error to find the client that suits you. And I believe that you will attract them in time by truly being yourself. So my type of ideal client is kind of usually like me. Like, I'm pretty chill. Um... I mean, I'm pretty laid back. I don't have, like, super high expectations. I don't like to plan too much because it stresses me out. I usually, like, I'll pick, like, if for outfits, let's say a family session. If we do a family session, I'll pick out a color scheme and the clothes, and, like, that's it. I don't want any, I just want us to have fun. Like, I'm just, I'm, like, type A, but, like, not type A. Like, I like certain things, but for the most part, I don't like delegating at all. I don't like telling people what to do. I'd rather just sit and chill and laugh that's that's my style so like even my brides are like that like they're not super type a they have all the nice pretty things they have it all organized but as far as like the wedding day don't ask them any crazy questions let them eat and have fun and just like so I it took me a while it took me about two and a half to three years to find the client that was like most like me I was attracting a very 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 type a um, brides, and it's just not my type, but, um, it's okay, so, like, if you don't have them right away, that's totally fine, give yourself some time to do, um, to, like, even work on your wording, get, give the, give yourself time to work on your process, your branding, to see what is attracting who and why, um, all brands market to a specific person, and that's what makes each brand unique, so, let me just give you a little bit of homework, um, pay attention to commercials, so if you ever watch commercials, um, I pretty much like 99% of commercials are talking to me. I just feel like that all the time because I'll buy anything. But think about the branding, the commercial, and like the way it's displayed, the color scheme, the energy, the type of client you even see on there. Who Who is this product for? What is this message they are trying to relay with this product What problem does this fix? And how does it fix it? How does the client feel after they have this product? So apply that to your business and voice. So think about if you have a website, if you don't, please get one. Please get one ASAP. That already sets you apart from a lot of people that just have an Instagram profile, okay? Like sometimes clients want to check you out on your website and that is like your home base. That is who you are, what you want, and that's when they know like for sure this is the person I need to connect with. We have this, this, this in common. So like your bio, your captions, your website, everything, everything. Take into consideration who you're attracting and what verbiage that you can use to attract these people. Like just study marketing, honestly, 
and if you have any luck with this, please DM and thank me later because I did this, I think, my third year of business and I literally like drew in all of my ideal clients. So I know this works. Now my last tip or subtopic or section is for everyone who decided to stick around towards the middle end. I understand it is hard to commit to like a whole 25-30 minute podcast and so I appreciate you. So I'm saving the best stuff for last. How to stay focused without comparing to your competition. Guys, 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 okay? So this is a common, common, common thing we're dealing with right now because social media is at its peak, but at the same time, I'm actually getting messages a lot from people that are like, hey, I've been taking a break from Instagram. What did I miss? So it's kind of popular right now. I think it's almost like an oversaturated mix right now. Like everyone's really in it or they're like really out of it. And then you got the people that are just in and out of it. (laughs) Um, So I want to talk about how in the world do we stay positive without feeling sucky about ourselves? you know? So cheer on others and be genuine, okay? Whether they're new or they're already established in the business, like posting positive quotes on other people's profiles seriously make my day and receiving them like triple makes my day. No matter how many followers they have, no matter how long they've been in the business, like uh, an act of kindness goes such a long way and it makes you feel better, okay? So, yes, of course, the person receiving it feels better, but it almost reverses the competitive, um, snarky, insecure, jealousy type of vibe from yourself. Like, it's actually, like, when you post something on someone else's else's page and you actually genuinely feel that way, okay? Like, oh, this is an awesome post. Thank you for being here, blah, blah, blah. It teaches your mind to, like, not be negative, Like you're literally putting forth the effort to be positive and it's like reworking your brain that should have been jealous of this amazing post or this amazing photo or this amazing lifestyle and just being like, you go girl, like thank you for posting this and you know, whatever. Um, I think it's the best decision you can make. So confusing your mind by being positive versus insecure and jealous is really what changed my mentality for social media. Like for a lot of people, they're struggling with this really unhealthy mix and they're just like, it's really exhausting, you know, seeing other people's perfect life, their curated feed and the lifestyle that I want. I want to go on vacation. I want to do these things, but I can't. Well, I, these things are all true, okay? We all wish we could all go on vacations every week. Like let's, let's just set that straight. But if you're going to be positive, even if you can't handle look at it, scroll past it. I mean, you have the power in your hand. It doesn't feel that way sometimes, but you have the power in your hand to either scroll past it or double tap and put a comment like, wow, this is great. Can't wait to go on vacation one day. And then leave. Stay in your lane, okay? Focus on bettering yourself without being distracted about others' successes. I have done this so many times. So that's the only reason why I'm giving. I'm only giving advice that I've actually done, guys. I promise you. This stuff works. Um, there was a point in my business where I just felt like really uninspired. I felt kind of like boring. I can't even, I can't explain like what photographers really go through. Like we just go through this dry spell and we're just like, okay, we're creating the same stuff over and over and these people are killing it. And my stuff looks like a cart piece of cardboard with like scribbles on it. You know, that's just how you feel about your art sometimes. And I had to stop cycling my mind like I would think that about everything I was like man everything is just so much better like oh my gosh 
you know, like, can I get a break from all this amazing stuff? And don't get me wrong, like, people's content could have been great or it could have been bad, and I, I still felt that way. And it was just because of my own insecurities, just because, like, when social media was at its peak, you know, everyone, it comparison game was strong. Um, so I, I had to leave some Facebook groups of, like, some relatively, I mean, there was people going viral in these Facebook groups, getting, like, thousands and thousands of likes, and, like, you know, you post something, and it gets, like, 10, you're, like, okay, cool, this was a sucky photo, okay, cool, 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 keep moving, let's go, let's go, um, another thing that helped was unfollowing accounts, which I've mentioned this all the time, unfollowing accounts that just don't make you feel good, and they make you feel less than, and then you find yourself comparing yourself to this, like, lifestyle or person that's living their best life um it's not fair like it's not fair to yourself to constantly shove that in your face every day like when you're following someone you're choosing to be committed to them their lifestyle whatever and I'm not saying I'm follow like 500 accounts I'm not saying that at all but like for me um I was still following like <laughs> like what college girls that were traveling all the time and I'm like a mom you know so like I don't get to travel and leave at a bit's notice, you know what I mean, just to spend thousands of dollars to live my best life, it just wasn't realistic, and um, following other mom accounts that are killing it with their kids, that was like more my niche, and I was staying in my lane, like, you know what, let me follow moms that are killing it, because I'm never going to be able to be this single girl who's traveling all over the world and working out 24-7, it's just not my life, it's not even fair to compare my life to that, just a little transparent tip there. Um, and then cheering myself on for even the little things. So if you're not a checklist person, then take mental notes, right? So every time you succeed at even one little thing, cheer yourself on for that. Like, man, that's awesome. I can't believe I did that. This is great. Or even call a friend and be like, girl, I just did this. And she's like, oh my gosh. Um, which goes into my next thing, right? Right, right. Create friendships in your niche. Okay. Have someone that is positive, not negative. I'm actually going to do another episode about an update on toxic relationships and imposter syndrome. So stay tuned for that. It's coming. There's so much stuff I'm working on for you guys. But yes, having positive friends in your life that tell you to keep going, that even keep you accountable when you try to talk negative about yourself. Oh my gosh. If you don't, if you have a friend that literally will chime in and be like, yeah, you do suck. I'm sorry. Like, no. Don't tell them anything negative, okay? You don't want to wallow in this self-pity mentality. You want someone that's like, girl, you're crazy. Don't ever say that again, you know? You're amazing. Keep going. Your stuff is gold. This is what you've done. And you're like, oh, have I done that? Like, sometimes, especially for us threes, like, we get so caught up in what's ahead that we forget about the little tiny successes that we have done because we're like, all right, move on. Move on to the next thing. Goal number 52 has to be accomplished in the next five minutes. You know, crazy things. Um, anyway, so yes, keep yourself accountable. Have a friend that keeps you accountable for the way you talk about yourself, even the way you treat yourself. Um, yeah, keep positive people around you. It will lift you up so much higher and it will take off that negative burden you have, like that that sad Eeyore cloud that's like covering, <laughs> it's hovering over you. Um, and then having a friendship that's in your niche is just, ugh gold okay you guys can complain together about things that are obnoxious but at the same time you guys can rise together push each other forward and support each other like having a friend in the in your niche that's like a cheerleader like oh my goodness you know back in the day <laughs> why do I keep saying that <laughs> ah, well years ago when there was new photographers other photographers would get so mad 
And they would complain on this platform like, ugh, I'm so sick of all these people asking me to second shoot, blah, 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 blah. I'm so sick of these people who think they know how to use a camera, blah, blah, blah. Forgetting that that was them at one point in time. But that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. Um, and it's just, you know, now I think we're trying to help people versus trying to be so much better than them that they can never, quote unquote, get ahead of us. Which, that is like an invisible thing to me. I think... <laughs> I think you should want someone to succeed as much, if not more than you, because I don't know. I just, I don't care. I'm I'm competitive, like, in my own self, and maybe everyone should be this way. You don't have to be better than someone. As long as food is on your table and you're providing for your, your family, yourself, your dreams, your goals, like, who cares who is doing better than you? Who cares? Like, there's, like, this narcissistic mentality in the world that you have to be the best and if you're not that you're not doing anything no look at what you have and look look at the things that you've provided for yourself you're doing something unless you're sitting on the couch doing nothing then come on get up let's come on we gotta do something with you but other than that like just be thankful for what you have you don't have to always be better or be in competition with somebody I just don't understand it which is weird because threes are competitive but I have trained myself not to be competitive against other people it's not fair to yourself your mental health, and to con- and that's what makes people, like, really schemy and, um, I don't know, shady. Like, you don't have to be researching what other people are doing trying to get ahead of them. Now, if you want to research what other people are doing so that you can figure out how they do it so you can help yourself, that's, I don't care about research. Like, if I, I say, you can steal all my stuff. Just don't steal, like, my website bio stuff, which has happened. It's happening constantly but I'm getting on a tangent here so anyway guys thank you for tuning in to this podcast today I just wanted to be real with you and I just wanted to help you guys you can be focused without comparing to your competition and even better you can change your mindset and set yourself from the competition to succeed without being catty because that's mean guys let's let's be nice okay well that's all I have for the rebroadcasted episode feel free to let me know if you guys like these and (laughs) I'm not on Instagram, feel free to email me. That's fun, right? Well, actually, if you cared, this is finally the week that I will be coming back to social media. It has been so long. I've only taken a two-week break at max, so I really can't wait to talk to you guys and be friends with you. I hope my DMs are blowed up because I'm going to go through all of them one by one and let you guys know how much I missed you. Take care, guys. <laughs>